0: Welcome to The Aesthetic Report, a podcast for skincare professionals who want to grow in their careers by hearing directly from the individuals who have been there, done that, and are paving the future of their industry. Join us for the latest in all things skincare, beauty, wellness, business, and more. From interviews with leading experts to the burning topics on your mind, The Aesthetic Report starts now.
1: Hello and welcome to the Aesthetic Report, a podcast by Dermascope. My name is Joanne Reyes and I am producer of this pod and managing editor of Dermascope magazine. Thank you so much for tuning in to this monthly Dermoscope History lesson. And the subject for this clip to come is none other than Michelle D'Allard Brenner. And while Michelle is a subject of many fantastic moments in Aesthetic Report history, this one is particularly special because she talks about why she decided to enter this journey of launching a podcast with Dermoscope and how it ultimately leads to continuing education. And I'm sure by now you are like, yes, I get it. Continuing education is important, yada, yada, yada. But, and I think Michelle words this a lot better than I will. So make sure you stick around. And remember, if you like what you hear, go ahead and listen to the full episode. It's actually the very first episode of the Aesthetic Report. So scroll all the way down and give it the full listen. I really encourage you to do it. But the thing that really stuck out to me is that she really credits continuing education to giving the beauty profession merit. And what I mean by that is a lot of people, and this number is shrinking, will dismiss people who work in the beauty professional, whether they're practitioners or working on the business end of it. In my short experience compared to Michelle with the beauty industry, I have from time to time, run into people who think that my job is frivolous and is not as important as theirs or, you know, others. And I just want to say that if you've ran into any situation like that or people like that, you're not alone and it is frustrating. Forget them. Forget what they say. You matter. What you do every day matters. And you are changing the world one person at a time. You're doing that with your heart, with your passion, and most of all, your knowledge. If you are a successful person in the beauty industry, that's not by chance. You have put in the work, you have the skills. And while some people are gifted and then others, and some of it might have just been God given talented or God given talent, you did the work that was necessary. And just because someone else deems it as not important doesn't mean that that's the truth. So that's my two cents. It's my little pep talk for you. And it's my little pep talk for me sometimes too when I run into people who make me feel less than. So uh, without further ado, I will let Michelle get into it because like I said, she says it much better than I can. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye.
2: But I want you to kind of explain why you accepted the position of hosting the podcast every month and what you want listeners to gain. Well, and you know, it's funny, too, because it's almost like everything falls into place right at the right time. And like I said, I've been in the skincare and the beauty business since 1987, which is a really long time now. But completely fell in love with training and education in the early 90s. Although working for a skincare company as their aesthetics director and training their new hires on the product line and their procedures and what they did, it was like a huge eye opener because I was training new estheticians. A lot of them had just come out of school and they couldn't do a proper skin analysis. They couldn't talk about the layers of the skin and the functions of the cells. And I thought to myself, back in that time period, Amanda, and this Thank goodness this has completely changed. But back in that time period, estheticians were 100% clumped in with hairdressers. Mm-hmm. So everyone was in the beauty business. Mm-hmm. And at that time, people looked at the beauty business like, okay, so you didn't graduate from high school, so you went to beauty school. You know, that's all changed. It, re- it really has. Yeah. But in the 80s, how was still a real predominant thought process. Mm -hmm. And it was so untrue. However, what I felt was as I was working so hard to learn as much as I could about the skincare business and aesthetics and and building my business, people coming out of school that were not properly trained, you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. But what that did is it perpetuated that stigma and that image Because the schools weren't doing the job that the profession required. And honestly, it was in the mid 90s, late 90s, when I finally decided, you know what, someday I'm going to open my own school and I'm going to make a difference in education. And so that's when I started learning as much as I possibly could. And hooking up with Dermoscope magazine and trade shows and writing. And I'll never forget my first article that was ever published. I think it was 2001. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm such a big deal. I was so proud. <laughs> um, and then, you know, and then I opened the aesthetic science business in 2003. Mm-hmm. And for me, you nailed it when you were talking a few moments ago. For me, what was important was quality education. No brand attachment. No product attachment, no agenda, education education, education. So that's what I've always been all about. And in any of the articles that I write or the, the presentations that I do anywhere. So when you called and brought this up, I thought to myself, first of all, you know, this is like this is like a whole new area for me to be into. It's great since most of us are at home and who knows what's going to happen but I still want the opportunity to help people grow and succeed and to flourish and to know that there's a million, billion different opportunities out there. So when you asked me to do this and to host it, I thought, you know what, I can still do that and I can have a blast. I'm really not responsible for it. (laughs) But you know, I, I I can talk with, you know, I've worked super, super hard to be successful and to hopefully, make a little mark on the industry, but I'm working my way out. It's time for a new generation of just amazing entrepreneurs to show off what they have, whether it's education, whether it's product, whether it's equipment, whatever it is, and to help our industry continue to grow. So for me, this is an unbelievable platform to do that. And I was more than honored to take on the role, more than honored.
0: Thank you for listening to The Aesthetic Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. If you love the show, leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and tell all your SD besties to give us a listen. And don't forget, the education doesn't stop here. The Aesthetic Report is one of many platforms offered by Dermascope. Visit Dermascope.com for more education and industry news from the Authority on Professional Skin Care. Stay tuned and we'll see you next time for another episode of the Aesthetic Report.